Did I scare you? Probably not because, you know, you're listening to a podcast, but let's pretend that I did because it's spooky season and welcome to a spooky edition of We Read It One Night, the podcast where two sisters read romance novels about witches, ghosts, and demons. Oh my! We're kicking off spooky season with Paybacks a Witch by Lana Harper cozy small town sapphic romance about two witches falling in love and getting revenge. Rachel gets pretty pissed at the magic system in this book, Allison briefly channels the ghost of Karl Marx, and we are super divided on the cat scale. Drop us a spooky rating and review and enjoy the show. started a little late recording this listener because I was playing with my cat um with our cat but my cat (laughs) and um that plays into directly what I discovered this week and it's that so I don't know if we've said before but we established like early on that our cat is a Swifty um Mm -hmm. she just like really like vibes out listening to taylor swift like she really enjoys it she loves folklore that's her favorite album she's not a big fan of taylor swift's earlier albums but she likes she likes all too well 10 minute version is what she likes no 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 that's what i was bringing that's what i was bringing up she likes folklore and evermore to just like vibe out like sitting next to you in her little puzzle box but all too well 10 minute version so you're supposed to play with your cat at least an hour a day I thought it was less. Like you just do like no. Short, it's like at least an hour life. of enrichment. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean playing. Like that can just be like cuddling or brushing or like mm-hmm. quality time with your cat at least an hour a day. And so, like, I like obviously like I would get bored. The cat would get bored if we did it for like an hour straight. So I do it in like ten minute chunks. Mm-hmm. And what is a perfect way to time? Oh my gosh! How long <laughs> you played with the cat is by playing. <laughs> All too well 10-minute version. <laughs> so true. It's perfect for everything. Like you could run like a half marathon and basically you would just need like, I don't know, like what? Like maybe max like 12 all too well 10-minute versions. And you're good to go. <laughs> Not max. I mean, that's pretty fast actually. But speaking of Taylor Swift, this episode is coming out the same week as Midnight's Taylor Swift's new album is being released allegedly at midnight, October 21st because – 10 plus 2 plus 1 is 13. Huh? Get it? And it's so, also yeah, Kim Kardashian's exciting. birthday. Yeah. Do we think that was intentional? No. <laughs> I think that was a happy coincidence. <laughs> yeah. We are all I'll be listening on midnight. Or I guess if you're like in, if you're somewhere else, it won't be midnight. So happy 5 a.m. I guess <laughs> to some if of you. Just anywhere unfortunately. Not on the East Coast. Is it midnight? EST. Well, it'll be earlier where I am. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. It is midnight EST, so it'll be 11 for me. Ha-ha. Wow. Suckers. You get it a whole hour. Suck on that. <laughs> what was that sound you just made? It's a mid- well, that's not the sound they make. It's a Mean Girls reference. Like, <laughs> What? It's a, it's a Mean Girl. Also, speaking mm-hmm. of Taylor Swift, who's a queen of music, and our cat – who was a queen, which is the official name for an unspayed cat, but now she's spayed, so now she's just a princess. The queen is dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're recording this on the day the queen died, and I literally found out 
because my coworker. So I I saw that she was like under medical supervision, quote unquote, or mm-hmm. whatever. Like that everyone was like rushing to Balmoral to like be by her bedside. So I was like, okay, yeah. she's probably gonna die soon. But I found out she died because my coworker who is like the editor for like a book about the royals all she put in the in the like office group chat was like she's dead and i was like what she was like the queen i was like is this how i found out that the queen's dead no it's so no it's so funny because i was like having i was eating lunch and someone like randomly met we were talking about conspiracy theories i think and like someone randomly mentioned like the queen being sick, which I didn't realize was like news from today. Like they announced it just like a few hours before she died. Before no, she's she been died. sick for no, no, no like but like as if, but like say, I guess like even I know she, I know she's been sick for a while, but I guess like that it was more serious. I think they did put out that announcement like literally just this morning, like right before oh, yeah. announcing she died. So like, who knows? But and then we all got up to leave, and I looked at my phone. And I had a text from you from like five minutes ago, and I was like, "Oh, the queen died!" <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you found out from me? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I spread the news to a lot of people. <laughs> I yeah. like told a lot of people and then I sent them that um, TikTok of that Irish dancing troupe dancing to Another One Bites the Dust in front of Buckingham oh Palace from, yeah. well, that's not, from like January. From, that video yeah. was from January. It wasn't from this, yeah. but it was like, it's still funny. Yeah, that's how. And then Stefan came out. Stefan, our little brother, came out singing like God Save the – You mean like, like out of God... his room? Out of his room. You yeah, he came, like out, he of came out of the closet. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> yeah no, he was hiding. Stefan lived he was in the waiting. closet, didn't He you was know? waiting until the queen died. He didn't feel safe to come yeah. out to us until – He knew the queen was a notorious homophobe. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's red, red, white, and royal blue. Oh he knows God. the fact. <laughs> but no, he comes out of his room just like blaring, I guess – it's God save the king now, but formerly mm. God save the queen yeah. at like the top of his lungs. It took me the longest time. Or I always forget that that's the same song as My Country Tis of Thee. You can't win a revolution and then not like bastardize someone's national yeah. anthem. Like, come on. <laughs> anyway, Scotland, Ireland, Wales. Now's your chance. Ladies and germs, happy almost Halloween. We're in Woo-hoo. the midst of spooky season. Um, today, we're doing Payback's a Witch by Lana Harper, whose real name is Lana Popovich, because mm. she's a Balkan girl. Oh, this is her? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Wait. Because we, we like, messaged her, or she messaged up. Well, I forget who reached out first, but we had, like, a whole conversation with her on Instagram, like, back when we were- In Serbia. In, like, yeah. Serbo-Croatian. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's, like, I think she's Serbian. She also lived in Croatia. She's yeah. something. She's, like, lived all over, like, it's yeah. there's clearly, like, Russian oh. in- influence. But, yeah, Lana Popovic. Popovic but, yeah, we had a whole yeah. conversation with her. A while ago, like beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, it was, it so was long like ago. at New Year because I'm pretty sure we this were talking year? about um, Christmas. Serbia. It's like going back to Christmas. Yeah, because no, Serbia. No, no, no. Because Serbia has like a whole. Um, they're really big on New Year there. Like, like so much bigger than Since like that's communism. their big holiday. Not, I don't. Yeah. maybe it's changing. I don't know, but yeah. No, no, no. But in terms of like th- those, like all night, like they like. You know, there's like Dick Clark's rocking New cool. Year's Eve featuring Ryan oh, Seacrest, yeah, yeah, but they have, have their that. like, and they yeah. like dress up, like it's like wow. a lot. And so we were talking with her about the mm-hmm. New Year's thing and whether she was watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Lana oh, Popovich. So oh, I didn't like connect that. Wow, Popovich. If you're gonna you add the each on the end, why would it be pa? Because it's P A. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I'm pronouncing it phonetically. <laughs> I was picturing it as P.O. for some reason. Yeah, no, it, it, it's Popovich. You're, you're right. It's okay. Popovich. It's right. P.O. Wow, I'm just gaslighting. I thought it, well, I, to be fair to me, I was pronouncing it P.A. because I thought that's how it was spelled. Okay. <laughs> Popovich, yeah. Anyway, shout out to our fellow Balkan go- Balkan. 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 God, why didn't I say that correctly? <laughs> Balkan girl, Lana Harper, Woo-hoo. who wrote this book. Woohoo. This was this book specifically was not a listener suggestion, but we had a listener request for spooky witch gay books, and this is a spooky witch gay book. So <laughs> this is sapphic witches mm-hmm. with a very high cat scale. I just like want to say up front, there were a lot of like direct. Wait, cat you think this book is like, high on the cat scale? There were so I wrote down there's so there many so times many, the love interest what are is you compared talking to a cat. About? What? It's so There's dog-like. There's so many times the love interest What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I have it's the so quotes. Dog-like. I also have the quotes. So we'll see. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway. 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 This book. Okay. So basically, Emmy is Emmeline Harlow is this what has to be extremely inbred witch town. Like I'm very unclear <laughs> on that. No, 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 no. They bring okay. in people from the outside. I know. But like yeah. they also definitely – marry in with each other and the number of times it's like said that they look like their ancestors like many 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 times removed i feel like you don't get that without like in reading like there's no Listen, way you're gonna look enough. like your great 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 like no. <laughs> from like 500 years <laughs> with ago, no genetic yeah. diversity yeah like that's I the mean, only way i what i choose to believe is that like the magic you know like cancels out any like adverse effects <laughs> Absolutely not because the magic like it's yeah, I don't know. Okay, so this town is called Thistle Grove. It's a it's a cute little town in Illinois, which I forgot. I thought Why it was in like Georgia. Illinois. Or Georgia. I don't know, probably I would have thought like Maine or like New Hampshire, Vermont. Like that's the yeah, vibes or I like got. Salem. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called Thistle Grove and basically it's a super magic town. Um, but like nobody nobody but like the witches know about the magic. Like there are like yeah. normies that live there and like don't know about the magic. There's four families. And I was very unclear on whether because they kept saying that they were like magical royalty in the town if you're in the families, but there aren't any people that are magical that aren't in the families. It's just these four families, right? Well, no because i would assume like there are the four families but i would assume like say you're like okay so they're they're the blackmores the thorns the uh harlows and the the avramovs so the blackmores are allegedly they're dicks that's all you need to know about them but they're allegedly descendants of morgan lefay and they can like uh, their like specialty is like the elements like changing things whatever the avramovs are apparently descended from baba yaga (laughs) (laughs) and their specialty is like spooky dark magic and then the thorns are like plant people and they're descendants from like random druids they don't get a famous ancestor and then the harlows are the nerds and they just like don't really have a specialty except they're apparently very good at warming drinks remember Mm -hmm. that no (laughs) not just warming drinks no, making drinks the perfect temperature for whatever you want it to yes. be, which is pretty yes, cool. Yes, yes. Pretty good. I will it say. Is very, it is very cool. And yeah. they're like the bookish sort. And like they're basically like the town like scribes and like they don't have a lot of magic. Yeah. So Emmy is the like heir to the – she's the scion. That's what they call it. The scion. The scion. And the town was founded by like the four ancestors. Like that's why there's the yeah. four families, four like people. It's like yeah. the Hogwarts houses pretty much. Except that they're yes. all related. Something I really enjoy about this is that apparently if you marry in, you get magic too. Like that's Yes. Cool. 
Yeah. That was fucking cool. sick. I, well, that's how they prevent the inbreeding. Yeah. Because Emmy's that's parents, true. Emmy's mom is not from yeah. the town. Then love interest, Talia. Each of her, her and her siblings all have different dads mm-hmm. <laughs> who are presumably none of them from the town. Yeah. I don't know about the Blackmores. They're probably inbred because they're like, you know. Okay. Here's the thing. The worst. The Blackmores did nothing wrong except on a personal level. I kept waiting for them to be, have been cheating somehow, and they weren't. They all they, they were just good at competing. No, you fundamentally missed the purpose of this book. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Which is what, like, economic protectionism and cartels instead of competition. Like, I don't understand. The main thing that gets me is that they're all like, "Oh my gosh, it's so unfair that their businesses are doing better and ours aren't." Like, they should have like let our businesses do well. Man, man, man. Like. And I kept waiting for there to be some unfair edge, like they're cheating, they're somehow like stifling. No, they're just like being better at business. Like the amount of no, times – No, it's not because they're better at business. The magic is giving them an, an advantage. Well, sure, but they're not winning like unfairly. Like the system – maybe the system's fucked, but like the Blackmores themselves aren't doing anything other – The system other- is fucked, Rachel, and the Blackmores are taking advantage of it. What do you mean taking advantage – well, what's the alternative? Higher prices for everyone? Like I don't understand. What do you want them to do? Like, just make the higher price. They're like, not making it cheaper. They're putting it all in one place. They're, but yeah, but that's probably because that's like because they can make it cheaper, better. People like it more. You know what I mean? Like, what are they supposed to do? Like, not give people more of what they like and somehow force not them to go to the less good their- thing. Yeah, not that's the same, Allison. That's this, Allison. That's how a fucking cartel works. You don't encroach on each other's territory. Rachel, here's the thing. Well, right, this town isn't like a fucking normal small town where it's like everybody's competing with each other. These people have to be there. They have. Yeah, the premise of the town is if you leave the town, you lose your magic. No, just so you have to live in. They're idiots for letting themselves become dependent on that. I hate that. Like we found out the end. It's silly. So stupid. But I'm saying like they have to live in the town to do magic. So it's not like, okay, my business failed here. I don't have a livelihood. I can move elsewhere. They have to be there. Okay. So the Blackmores basically, they have like this thing called Camelot, um, which objectively, like morally in the in the context of the book, I'm like, oh, you evil capitalist scum. But like outside the book in real life i'm just a normie going to this town this would be sick like mm-hmm. it sounds so great it's, it's like, like a rent fair it's, it's, it's a rent fair yeah like 10 like million times better yeah. and with like real magic and mm-hmm. like it's legit like it's great but they're like basically stealing everyone's business you know obviously like this is a cute cutesy little tourist town it gets super big around halloween and so mm-hmm. like the blackmores are like you know, the thorns have like their orchards and now the Blackmores are like starting an orchard and like taking away their business and like the Avramovs like do a haunted house and like seances and stuff. And now like the Blackmores are like putting that in too and they're encroaching on their business. The Harlows are just like the book nerds. So like they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're not being affected and they don't have enough magic to worry about anyway. But And I guess the other part of it is that the reason they're able – part of the reason they're able to do so well is because they have – like there's like this competition where they keep winning and they get like good luck. But that just seems like such a stupid part. Like why would you set it no, up like that? No, it is a very stupid format. But it like that's – but basically it is. Like they're, they're just consi- – it's – okay. So I'm – okay. We're talking about this now. So I'm just going to bring okay. this up now. Basically for me – and this became very clear on this second reading. Like I got a sense of this the first time I read it. I wasn't like annoyed by the injustice like you were. But it became really clear to me the second time that this whole book is like an anti-capitalist metaphor and like also for like things like class inequality and like generational wealth and how like yes it's not that like 
people who are succeeding in capitalist capitalism aren't necessarily inherently evil. I mean, like, you know, Jeff Bezos is evil, but like, that's a different thing. It's that like, the system is built that like, once you get on top, like you, it's so much easier for you to like, continue to stay that way and and create further disadvantages for people who aren't on top. I, I know, like, I see that that was the point. I just like, there should have been more, I feel like, because I don't know, just like, First of all, it rubbed me the wrong way that they – I don't know. Like they they live in like this tourist town and they have a very like – you know, it's always those people who like live at the beach year-round or like live in like, you know, like the tourist towns that are like, oh my gosh, we're so much better than the tourists. Like all these losers coming to visit or like you – know you know what I mean? Like the vibe or like the – or like the normies. Are like they, they like that? They, she calls it a slur. They totally are. They call it a slur and that was a stretch for me. I, know, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. They're, they're people but without anyway, magic. Anyway, anyway, anyway. My point, and just like the number of times statements like, oh, they keep doing well with Camelot, and then they just put the money right back into the business to make it grow. No, and it's like, I what's, know. what's the alternative to hoard it for yourself and just like live a lavish lifestyle? Like, I don't understand what you want in the, Like, I don't know. Like, I they, see the thing is, you definitely can use your, mono, your like market power to keep your market power. And that's like objectively bad, right? right? Like, that's like, like that, for example, like, you're a monopolist and you like sell things below cost in order to short term in order to run people out of business. Uh-huh. Like that's bad. I mean, that's also essentially what they're doing. Okay. So, so every 50 years, there's like a competition where like the three scions from houses, Thorne, Avermoff and Blackmore all compete to be like the head witch for the next 50 years or whatever. And mm-hmm. then house Harlow just like arbitrates, like they're just like the judge, mm-hmm. like they don't participate. And when you become like the head witch, you get, like we said, like you get all the magical luck. You get like a boost in your magical powers. And House Blackmore has won every single, like this is what, the seventh competition mm-hmm. in history of the town? They've won five out of six times. <laughs> yeah. So like they're continually building, like they're continually getting that magical boost. So each generation, like the next competition, they have an unfair advantage. Yeah, sure. The whole system is just like totally whack. No, it's also, a fucked system. Also, winning like gives you yeah good luck, and it makes you like live longer for some reason. Like I don't no, know. No, it keeps you like hot. It just keeps you like looking young and hot no. longer. The word used was longevity. Like yeah, you longevity. Live, yeah, longevity. Yeah, um, which longevity. I, which <laughs> longevity and you latitudity. Look, <laughs> you get to look hot, and you get to live longer while looking hot. So Emmy has left. She left when she was eighteen for college, and then she hasn't been back at all for five years. So her magic is gone. And the reason that she left was because Gareth Blackmore, who's the scion of the Blackmore family, was a little douche canoe and okay. was basically just Can a douche. I he was a douchey teenage okay. boy. Yeah, they dated. He broke up with her. And for some reason, that was like – like I kept waiting for there to be something worse with that too. He broke up with her because – okay. So so because she was a Har- she's a Harlow, Emmy has always had like a little bit of a self-confidence problem because like she's not a very strong witch. Like her the family's not that important. They don't even get to participate in the competition. She's like basically we're like the losers of the town. And so she's already always had like a chip on her shoulder about that. And then she dated Gareth, who's like the hot, young Abercrombie model, thang, powerful Blackmore scion. And they secretly dated. And then he dumped her because he was basically like, I, you know, I need I need a Jackie, not a Marilyn, but like in witch terms. You know what I mean? Like he did like a Legally Blonde Warner thing on her. He was just like, you're not good enough for me, basically. And so that kind of just like set her off as an emotional 18 year old and then she just like kept pushing herself in this pattern 
of being like, I'm leaving the town. I'm reinventing a, a new thing for myself. And so she like went to college and then she like gets, she, she works as like a, I don't know, brand manager or something like content yeah, VP or whatever seems- for a company that makes like essentially like what we think of like modern witch, like boxes, like monthly boxes mm-hmm. where you get like tarot cards and incense and like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know, that's funny that she chose to do that. But her journey throughout the book is discovering that like, you know, is it really what you want to like be in Chicago and to not have magic and to totally distance yourself from this town? Or like, did you just course correct in like the totally opposite direction, like still equally as far away from like what you really want, you know, yeah. like she, like she didn't. And, and I get like being stuck in that mindset because she thinks she's like, oh, I'm empowering myself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about her not being not being relatable at all. She's also like very against remote work, <laughs> which is so obnoxious to me. <laughs> I wrote my my first like official note about this book is this hoe gave up magic for what? I know. student debt and a nine to five? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, and she's just such a baby. I like, I don't know. I don't want to, like, belittle anyone. If something if something affected you, like, really strongly like that, like, okay. But when it's a character in a book, I'm like, I need a little bit more other than, like, my high school boyfriend dumped me in not even a particularly bad way. He didn't even, like – It's not just the high school boyfriend, though. Like, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for her. I wouldn't make the same choice Emmy did, but I do understand within the context of her character, like – how she got there. And I also would like to stand extend a big old fuck you to her dad and also to like oh, her great 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 grandpappy Harlow. Even her mom like going along with it. Like come on. Sure. Like I would just like to like a big fuck you for like allowing her to feel like this salty and like self-conscious about this for reasons that you will find out why. <laughs> also, yeah, no, that really bothered me. But also, I don't know. It also kind of like the fact that, like, I don't know, like, I feel like the general journey is just, like, to feel at peace. Like, the fact that she needed to actually not be as lame as she thought to – or, like, you know, her magic power. Like, she still, like, roots her self-worth in that. So, it like, there's the measuring stick and she always felt like she didn't measure up. And instead of realizing that, like, where she's at on the measuring stick is actually great and, like, she doesn't need to measure herself by that and, find you know, like, her worth is still inherent – she gets like higher up on the measuring stick and that's how it's like resolved, you know? I mean, I would disagree that that's how it's resolved. I feel like she's like 99% of the yeah, way there I guess before so. yeah. she finds that yeah, out. I guess so. Like she's she's finally starting accepting like, okay, I do have worth inherently as a person and also like I really like this town and I'm making myself unhappy by cutting myself off from like all these people I care about in this place I really love. I also feel like if we were going to go the like – you know, I agree with that. I feel like if we were going to go the like increasing your measure on the measuring stick route, it should have been in a way that gives her like really, really cool powers. <laughs> like that actually gives her like okay. strong magical powers. So actually this is like a great place to bring this up now. So the love interest, like we said, is Tal- Talia Avermoff. And you just keep so, doing the A-R, like mixing up the A's and A's sounds. I don't know. I'm it's, – it's been a long day. <laughs> So we established that when you marry into one of these families, you get their magic powers. So if you marry into a Thorn family, you get plant powers. And if you marry into the Avermaugh family, you get spooky, like, dark mm-hmm. witch powers. So my question is, multiple times it's really established all the younger generation are dating, like, other witches in the town. Wait, really? Who? 
Well, I mean, like Lyndon, Gaver, like Gareth, well, it's like, more just like Gareth. The next, the around, next yeah. book is Lyndon's brother Rowan and Talia's younger sister. It's like oh, set up as an yeah, enemy's yeah, lovers yeah. in this. Yeah. Although interestingly, the third book, which hasn't come out yet, is between uh, Blackmore and then Morty, the bartender, the non-binary bartender. Oh, thank and God! He, that or they get he they gets magic. Oh my God. <laughs> but okay, okay, okay. So, so okay, that's okay. so that's this is my question. You're a witch. We have two witches. They get married. How does the power transfer work? I bet it just doesn't. But what does it combine? Have? But what is, what do their kids have? Yeah, that's are, a great point. Right. That's a are great they like question. hybrids? Yeah, I would assume that they each just keep their powers. But yeah, yeah, that's a great. Question. I don't know. Maybe well, it's that's like what I was wondering. And yeah, then like, like Talia and Talia and Emmy. I I mean, I guess if they had kids, they would have to use a sperm donor. So like, it's a little bit different. No, because I literally was thinking this whole time. I was like, I'm kind of glad that it's two women. Because then the incest thing is like not as big of a problem. <laughs> um, but no, I bet, you know, I, I think it would just be like half and half, like the same way as like someone with like blonde hair and brown hair has a kid and the brown hair person has like a blonde, you know, recessive gene. Like some of their kids are going to have blonde hair, some have brown hair. And then you just like identify with whichever family, yeah. I guess that is. I don't I mean, know. Like what what last name do you get? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't know how the last name based name... on like the family that you're part of. There's a lot that's unclear with these like fam- – like it's – Right. And like how, how – I guess the last name is just like – it just overrides. doesn't matter if it's like man or woman. Yes, like That's what I think. There's a – you don't you can't think too hard about it. <laughs> how these like – I don't know. The I don't book know. Both, yeah. both has very complex world building and like – And also just like yeah. you can't think about it. No, I think – I think she did a good job with the world building. I think it's kind of like – well, Neon Gods – was even farther on the spectrum. But I think it's kind of like Neon Gods where like yeah. you both know exactly what's happening, but also you're like, wait a second. Right. Like, it's like here are the rules that you need to know to follow the plot right. and to get a sense of the world, yes. but like we're not like diving yeah. into the like full nitty gritty yeah. details. which is fine. Speaking, okay, speaking of Morty the bartender, um, I did <laughs> not know who the love interest in this book was going to be until like <laughs> over an hour in because – so we have Emmy. Emmy comes to, back to town. The first person she talks to is Morty, the bartender. He's an old acquaintance from school who she's like, oh, wow, like, I can't believe he remembers me. And like, he has blue eyeliner. We like learn that he's like, nice, whatever. And I'm like, okay, is Morty going to be like the love interest somehow? Then in waltzes Garrett, her ex, and he doesn't recognize her. And so my first thought with that was like, okay, He's going to have been so heartbroken that she left that he, like, put a memory spell on himself and that's why he doesn't remember her. <laughs> and that's going to be the plot. No. Like, right? Like, she's – it's going to be all up in, like, a misunderstanding. He feels, like – and then, finally, over an hour in, like, Talia waltzes up. And, like, I still didn't know. I, like, for a little bit, I was, like, wait a second. Like, is she going to be, like, we we think we can trust her, but it turns out she's, like, evil. Like, who's to say? Are you sh- – Okay. Interesting. And then, it, and then it became clear – like, it became clear as soon as, like, you know, we got full – like, Talia was the first person that we had, like, full, like, I want to kiss her in this book. You know what I mean? Well, that was my thing. I was, like, even before Emmy has the thought about how she wants to kiss Talia, I was, like, I have never experienced stronger, like – just kiss already frustration <laughs> oh. than like I have with their first com- their first conversation. I was like, God damn it. Just jump each other's bones. Just go make out oh, in the alleyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by the time we like finally met Talia and had like a whole conversation with her, I was yeah. like, okay, it's going to be Talia. But like it's it's replicating my, fir- my ex- first time reading Twilight. 
almost. Oh. <laughs> Where, like, each new boy Chess that was introduced. Club. Yeah. Chess club vampire. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting off track. Okay. So we begin the book. Emmy is driving back to Thistle Grove with her dog, Jasper. The dog Jasper is very cute. I like him, even though he's not a cat. And she comes back and like as soon as she crosses the like town boundaries, she gets like a rush of magic and she yeah. like can smell the magic, which I really liked. I don't know the imagery that she's like Thistle Grove, like the way it smells, it was just so like this is such a cozy fall oh, book. For like, sure. if you want, I really want like, to be in like the north. It feels like I want to go to Thistle Grove, even though it's yeah, in me Illinois. Too. I was yeah. like, this sounds beautiful. I would love to go there. Like love. It was both very spooky and like very cozy. Mm-hmm. No, I really liked it. So she, yeah, so she goes, she sees her mom. Her mom's British and her mom like assumes that the dog, that Jasper is her familiar. And I, I was great. hoping that he would become, he would turn out to be, I don't even know what that means, but like the it's familiar great. familiar is, um, it's like a witch thing. No, I know. Um, well, what would it mean like the- functionally? Would it mean that Jasper could suddenly talk? Like what are we talking here? No, that they're just like spiritually connected. Like yeah, I don't know. Like why like, didn't we get that? What the heck? I think that Jasper is her familiar and she just like hasn't gotten to the point in which she can admit that to herself Yeah, is that going to be in like a later <laughs> book? I hope so. Just like as a side note. I don't like, know. Oh, there goes Emmy with her familiar Jasper. Like aren't they cute? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so she comes back. She hasn't seen her parents in five years. Mm-hmm. I just – why didn't you chase – like, instead of leaving, why didn't you chase Gareth out of town? <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's been I, the better move. No, I, I why are you giving up magic for a nine-to-five? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Giving up magic for – doing – choosing anything over – choosing a nine-to-five over, like, anything – like, wh- why? The fucking – but, like, magic. In Chicago – Chicago. Of all places, Chicago. <laughs> people, some people no, like this. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second, though. She's literally like, I'm not made for cold weather. Like, I hate the cold. And yet she chose to move to, to cold, stay in chose. Chicago. And she can't even warm her drinks to the perfect temperature anymore. <gasps> oh, my God. That's travesty. Emmy goes to the bar to get a drink and she sees Morty, like we mentioned. Gareth waltzes in with his like posse of cousins, I guess. And they're like out and just being assholes. And he's like, hey, like sweet thing. Haven't seen you around here. And she's like, oh, you're fucking with me. And he's like, no. He like really thinks she doesn't recognize her. And at this point, I was like, oh my gosh, like he was so heartbroken that he put a a forgetting (laughs) charm on himself. I mean, listen, that would be He's just an asshole. Yeah. He really doesn't remember her. And I really love that she doesn't clue him in. Like we, she no. doesn't tell him who she is. She's basically just like fuck off, and so he has that like unpleasant surprise when like he yeah. sees her later at like the tournament. You also know he's a dick, not just because he's drunk and like flirting with her and like being a dick, but like because he's rude to Morty, the service yeah, worker. True. Yeah, like snaps his fingers at Morty, and so you're yeah. like, okay, yeah. like I, this is all I need to know about this man. Yeah, but then she's basically like fuck off, and Morty's like you should leave, whatever. Something I do think is funny. About, is the Blackmore commitment to the aesthetic in that they name <laughs> all their kids after like Arthurian characters, like Gareth in the legend? Like the least stupid name, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Gareth and Posse fuck off, and out from the shadows comes mysterious, invisible, hot goth Slavic witch Natalia. Except like Russian, like what's what's that? But like yeah, Russian music. Um, and we find out that like every Emmy had like a huge crush on Natalia. Natalia when they were in high school, like she's a few years older, and like Natalia dated all the other girls, but, like never Emmy, and like whatever. They bare their souls to each other. 
And this is, I was like waiting for there to be something more that Garrett did. There never was. It was just that guy. I feel like everyone knows that guy where you're like, I can't, like, he, there are a few shitty things he did, but not enough where you're like, oh my God, he's evil. But it's just the vibes. Oh, for and sure. And I feel like it was, he was written really well in terms of the vibes of that guy. And you're like, I can't lay exactly why you're the worst, but you're the no, worst. And I have nothing, there's nothing like, I'm not saying he's not the worst. I'm saying it's like he's so lame to have been the reason that she was like driven from the town. Whatever. Anyway, we find out that Talia also dated Garrett and he cheated on her. But like, she says, she says it's not that serious. But yeah, during their heart-to-heart, like, and Emmy is constantly like this. She's like, yes, I am in Chicago, and Chicago is my real life, and I am totally happy and thriving in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago is the best. She's, like, trying to convince everybody, including herself, that, yeah. like, this is true. And I'm like, sweetie, Say sweetie, less. you need some magic therapy and a romance novel. That's oh what you God. need. Like, you just you take a bath, simmer down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you calm down. Yeah, no, seriously. Okay, so next day she goes to brunch with Lyndon, her best friend in quotes. And basically she finds out that Lyndon dated Gareth and that they were like alleged she was like in love with Gareth. And she was the one that was like the cheating, mutual cheating with Talia. Yeah. And then she found out that he was cheating on her. And I just, okay, logically, reasonably, I know that Lyndon dating Garrett like 10 years later when like Emmy has moved out and like they're kind of drifting apart, like her dating Garrett is not out of pocket. Especially because Emmy was being so fucking dramatic and nothing actually happened. Like, yeah, (laughs) like she's like, like logically, reasonably, I understand. And I also understand that like, She's sort of a victim here, too, because, like, Gareth is obviously very manipulative and, like, he's, like, constantly, like, let's keep it a secret. That's, like, a that's right. like a like a the running thing, theme yeah. for all these relationships that he's, like, let's keep it a secret, presumably so that he can, like, you know, yeah. two-time people. Mm-hmm. So I understand, logically, that Lyndon is a victim. It's not weird for her to date Gareth 10 years later. Spiritually, I'm, like, lies! Deception! betrayal (laughs) ultimate burn the witch i'd be so pissed i know i like if i were emmy like i know i would not have any right to be pissed but i'd be so pissed oh my gosh the fact that her name is linden i literally every time that was said i thought she was a dude it's gender neutral yeah okay and you know what gender neutral names always are they start out as boys names all of them there's not a single one that goes in the opposite direction the same as like allegedly gender neutral clothing. It's just men's clothing. Yeah, Lyndon is listed as masculine. Wait, wait. Lyndon is listed as masculine only on behind. How's it spelled? I'm, I'm, I was picturing L Y N D O N. It's masculine only exclusively. Thank you. Okay. You can be named anyway. whatever you want, but <laughs> I was like, listen, I know, like, just with the Lyndon thing, like, I'm not saying like she deserved to be cheated on, but also I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> Like, she doesn't. I know. I know she doesn't. There was a mm. tiny part of me that I was like, mm, karma's a bitch. <laughs> I was like, you're like the tiny little asshole that lives, like the tiny Oscar the Grouch that lives inside oh me. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, bitch. but when you consider that this whole time, Emmy was like, oh, well, we're not really going to be friends anymore. No, like, right. Emmy was like, well, Emmy was like, we're like drifting apart. Yeah. Uh, but I'm fine Where with Lyndon, it. it's like a set. Yeah, it's a savage that like, Lyndon was trying so hard to like 
maintain their friendship mm-hmm. when Emmy literally refused to come home. <laughs> yep. No, and I really enjoyed – I don't know. I I don't know what it is, but like recently – I mean, there was this book. There was Love on the Brain. I just, There was like the friendship moments like got me like really emotional. I was like oh, – I didn't quite like tear up with this book, but it was like very – I don't know. Like when they like have their heart to heart. I don't know. It, yeah. got, it got me. Yeah. So then Talia swoops in and she's like, ladies, we're doing a pact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Tucker must die. Gareth Blackmore must die. That would have been a good name for this book. Gareth Blackmore yeah. must die. Payback's Witch is also very good. Very good. So yeah. So they're going to team up basically and like cheat but not cheat. Not cheating. Yeah. So basically – so there's like the way the competition works is there's, there's three tasks and – like they the all the tournament. three of them compete. Yeah, it's and um, so Talia is going to compete. Gareth is going to compete, and then Lyndon's twin brother, who's like older by four minutes. See, you literally just said Lyndon right now, and I was like, "That's a boy." Right? <laughs> I was like, that's- "Oh my god!" What do you mean, okay, twin Lynn? Brother? I'm just going to call her Lynn from <laughs> now on, so you're not confused. <laughs> Lynn's twin brother Rowan, who's like four minutes older, is going to compete, and so Rowan and Talia are going to like work together in each of the tasks to like stop Gareth and like allow one or the other of them to like get the thing. The problem is that when you say Lyndon, I have such a specific image and it's basically the Stuart little kid. Imagine that kid, (laughs) but like stretched out into a young adult. He has blonde hair, he has glasses, he has very much nerd, he has suspenders. He's skinny and he like pushes his glasses up his nose. That's Lyndon. Okay. And he's about to go like become, I don't know, like an assistant to, I don't know, in the 1920s maybe. I don't know. It's just so specific. I don't imagine that. That's I would Lyndon. imagine the vibe for Lyndon as a boy's name for me would be like Connecticut boy wearing Sperry's and like a half zip sweatshirt, you know, like the sailing man, like Martha's Vineyard kind of guy. Hmm. I could, I could see so that Like too. the complete opposite, I feel like, of like your Lyndon, other than the fact that they're both blonde for us. Yeah. So they all decide to team up, and since Emmy's going to be the judge, basically, like, Emmy just, like, spiritually, magically, magically, like, knows whether things are against the rules or not. And she's like, well, it's technically not cheating, so sure. Mm-hmm. So she goes to her family's sweet bookstore, like, mm-hmm. objectively sweet bookstore, and she touches the grimoire. Like, she, like, her dad shows her, like, their original grimoire, and she touches it, and she's like, one with the town, ooh, and she's like, oh, a rush of magic. Yeah. And what we should also mention is that the dad, like, basically guilt tripped her into coming back. Yeah. As he should. <laughs> yeah. As he should. At the very least, if he's not going to tell her the thing that would have definitely made her stay, the very least, he should try his damnedest to get her to come back. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, what we should, oh, another person who I feel like does deserve righteous vindication, whatever the word, vindication, indignation, is that Emmy doesn't have any siblings, but she has an older mark that word older by one year cousin delilah but poor delilah isn't like in the direct line or whatever so she is like in my opinion robbed of her birthright like i think like delilah absolutely like and delilah first of all stayed it's very much like a prodigal a prodigal son setup except it's like the prodigal cousin and delilah (laughs) stayed she's the one who's she's super into like all the rules like all the magic stuff and she like really wants to be arbiter. Like she would like love. She would die to do that. And she's been here this whole time, but she's robbed of she's it. She's super by into the back. Harlow legacy. Like she like shows up. She's wearing like yeah. they're like their symbols, the owl, and she's like dressed like an owl. <laughs> like she's yeah. justice for Delilah. And I I would like to say like I think De- Delilah does get 
some justice at the end. But I was like, Emmy, why the fuck are you so mean about Delilah? She's constantly shit talking Delilah in her head. And I'm like, Delilah doesn't deserve this. <laughs> she doesn't deserve this slander. I know. It's such a st- – it makes me so mad because I don't know. Like this, the rules of this town are so stupid. Like the way that they're like – so, I don't know. It's just yeah. so – it's like in, in a one in one way, like at least it's fair in that like it's not like gender segregated. But like why are we even – why are we – first of all, if we're going to segregate by birth order, you should at least do it in the whole family. You know what I mean? Like it should be the oldest, oldest in my humble opinion. Whatever. You can't think too hard about it. Delilah was robbed. <laughs> Can you imagine being the older no, cousin? I'd be so pissed. Yeah, so basically the dad is like, yeah, like you're going to be the arbiter, blah, 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 blah. And at this point, I was like, I realized, I was like, wow. So like Emmy was always going to be the arbiter. Like all all of the the kids, I mean now adults, like they all knew like what they were eventually going to do. They were eventually going to have to compete in this thing. And I was like, it is wildly bold of Gareth to piss Emmy off when he knows that in less than 10 years, she's going to be judging him. I mean, he probably (laughs) figured she couldn't do anything and like wasn't powerful enough, I guess. But like, she's, she's the judge. Like, yeah, right. Right. And there's open records. They know it's publicly available what happened at each like tournament. Well, Gareth does Gareth, no, but that's like a concept. That's like definitely a core personality trait of Gareth. That he says multiple times. He's like, I'm sorry. Like I always fuck things up. Like I know, even though I know it's like against, you know, my own interest or whatever. Like I fuck things up. I'm just a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a fool. You're boo-boo he the fool no, over bad here. At self, he's bad at so, like self or whatever, like delayed gratification or whatever. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Okay. So I just like love Talia's character. Another love on the brain comparison this is this is like my one of my new favorite like character tropes, I guess, is just like goth girl who's just like making macabre hot, hot jokes goth all the witch. time. <laughs> yeah, she has a great quote. She's like, let it be known that if I hadn't already decided that the Prince of Bastards should be condemned to a thousand hells, like this would be enough. Like after Emmy yeah. tells her. I don't yeah. even write down the exact thing. I really like, I was like the voice the is bastards. I thought that was just great. And then they come up with like jag bag. He's a jag bag. Should I just start talking like this all the time? Hello, I am Talia Abramov. No, it's a little it's a little more But it's like lower. Like it's, it's a little more Valley Girl. Hello. Anyway, my name is the Talia audio camera is really good. I enjoyed her. Except for the good. fact that she said pumpkin. She was good and now oh I didn't know that. She said But pumpkin. now that you just said that, maybe that's the reason I liked Emmy so much because her like voice was relatable. It was like nice to listen to. I don't know. You know what I will say for this contest and setup is that it's still as bad as it is, it does not at least take the cake for stupid wizard contests because it still does not hold a candle to Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, that's what I was saying. That's That was my note when I about mm-hmm. about how the spouses get magic. I was like, mm-hmm. it's anti-Wizards of Waverly Place because mm-hmm. in Wizards of Waverly Place, if you marry a normie, you have to give up your magic. Like that's the whole premise of the show is that the dad gave up his magic. But this is like the opposite. And I was like, way better. I love yep, it. So much better. Now we're at the opening, the opening ceremony. <laughs> Emmy is wearing Jimmy's shoes for the opening ceremony, which like takes place in basically like a field or whatever. So I was like, that's a bold uh. choice for you. <laughs> I was like, interesting decision. The magic lets um, you do what you want. I match the mantle, I guess. But she's wearing there. She puts on the, the magic cape, the mantle. Mm-hmm. It's a vest. That's what I think of it, a vest. Like a bright oh, orange. Oh, a mantle. Like a, oh. 
It's not a bright. It's like an not bright like orange. It's more like a fishing camo, but like a. No, Rachel, this <laughs> is pockets. like from the OG cargo, tournament. Cargo. It's from the cargo. OG tournament. It's not a cargo cargo vest. vest. It's a cape. <laughs> the cargo vest. It's like Doctor Strange's cape. Like that's what it is. Oh, can I just say? Wait, sorry, sorry. Her dad. Okay, can I just say Discovery? Her dad's like, I'm gonna give you a primer on like the rules. A primer, right? Yeah. Is that it, primer? It's not primer. And then I looked it up, and apparently the American pronunciation is primer, and the British is primer for both. Because there's also a word primer meaning like elementary school book that is primer yeah. no matter what. But I feel like in this use of it, I don't know. I'm just very confused. I've never heard primer it's in my entire primer. life. I learned that. To be fair to you, I, okay. I did learn that from get out of here. My colleagues saying it in a meeting and me being like, oh, it's primer. <laughs> See, I feel like I would have corrected them. Like, what do you – I would have been like, what? Uh, well, this was like my boss's boss. So, no, I was not going to correct her pronunciation in a meeting. <laughs> my God. Anyway, she's in the mantle. She can see everything. She becomes 10 million feet Wait, tall. But I would like to say the magic, Rachel. So, she, when she puts on the mantle, she gets like a rush of magic, right? Yeah. And the magic is her own personal brand of heroin. Oh she specifically – compares it to being on Wait, to, like taking heroin. that's funny because there was another like <laughs> twilight thing that I wrote down that I that was like so minor that I, I was gonna skip over until yeah. now but like she's like seeing my dad's grin quote made me realize why my mother would have thrown aside a whole life to oh, marry yeah. him very like Renee and Charlie um the fact that she becomes super big um I'm imagining like the hot giant from monsters versus aliens <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I still haven't seen that. <laughs> we have to watch it. Yeah, we discovered yeah. recently. Um, me and my brother discovered that Rachel had not seen <laughs> the the family class animated classic How Monsters. Is it a family classic. If I've never seen it, <laughs> we saw it. I'm fairly certain. I either saw it in theaters or I saw it at movie night at the pool. There's no way it came out that long ago. Monsters versus Alien. It's 2009. Okay, yeah, so then I, I saw it in theaters. I don't know. I definitely. Yeah, I saw it. And it's excellent. And there's a hot giant lady who is mm-hmm. the star of that. And that's what Emmy reminded me of. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The hot giant lady also has a douchebag ex in that, in that mm-hmm. movie. So the parallels, I'm sure that Lana Harper was <laughs> inspired by. Oh, my God. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So she opens the ceremony. And Gareth, I would like to point out, is wearing van braces. Like He literally wears like night armor. It's all so, of these events isn't it, isn't it just the arm part yeah it's just the it's arm so part. bad about that it's just funny like the again it's the commitment to the king arthur aesthetic like i you know what i mean say what you want about the blackmores but like how the fuck do you even they have that? a vibe i can't even google that oh yeah no that's cool yeah exactly. <laughs> i just think it's funny that he's yeah. like wearing night armor. they keep roasting him but i'm like why are you jealous like that's what I, I think they are a little bit jealous. Like that's what I think. Like the Blackmores, like they're dicks, but like they got a, they got. You can't deny they've got style. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> incredible! Uh, yeah. So anyway, he's wearing that. Um, also, so there's like an after party slash ball. Um, and her, I love that Emmy is like, yeah, my parents like don't like socializing, so like they did like one drink and then they left. But like mm-hmm. I have to stay because I'm the arbiter. <laughs> I was Classic. like, honestly, I relate to her parents so hard. Yeah. Like, it's great. I well, okay, here's my question. Which family would you rather be a part of? I mean, of yeah, the four I don't families? know. I don't know. 
Well, it's the, you're pitching from the discussion questions at the end of the book. Objectively, what? Oh, no. I, I turned off the audiobook before we got through the discussion questions. But see, like, okay. So, like, in terms of, like, family business, the Harlows sound the best. Like, they get, like, they just have run a cool bookshop. They have a cozy little house and they run a cool, cool bookshop. But then there's, like, type of magic. And I feel like the Blackmores objectively have the coolest type of magic. Yeah, I'd like I think wars. I think the Aver the Avermovs like have cool magic, but like it would scare me. And then the Avermovs are also like all super close, and I think that would be too much for me. <laughs> I think I think the Linden family, whatever the fuck they are, the Trussell, what the fuck are they called? Thorns, the Thorns. I think that's the way to go. They have an awesome orchard. It seems nice. Their their parents are nice. They're like a nice family. I don't know. Yeah. They seem objectively the most like chill, cool. except that they're like poor now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. We meet Emmy's grandma, who's like really cool. She was the previous like arbiter, so like she knows. She was like, Yeah, what a rush. Like it's like drugs. Right, right, right. She's like, like Yeah, mantle. she's like the best lay of your life. Like I still wake up thinking about <laughs> it. Like, Thank you, grandma. <laughs> and then it's time for the first task. I feel like the so so Emmy puts on the mantle again and like the magic kind of like speaks through her and I feel like that reminds me of like the Bible when it's like the Holy Spirit will speak, you know, like that kind of thing. She's I never understood. I just remember learning about that. No, not speaking. No, not even speaking in tongues. Not at all. I remember just like learning about that as a kid and it would be like go out and like whatever the fuck, like talk to the Gentiles and like don't worry about what you're going to say because you'll get up there and like the Holy Spirit will speak through you. And I always remember thinking like how the fuck would that – I don't understand that. Like I it sounds like a superpower but like how the fuck would that work? <laughs> you know, like I wish that would happen when I'm giving a presentation, you know, to not have to prepare. She can lightning strike things, which is really fucking cool. I would just like yeah, to say. Yeah, she has really sick power. Like she's basically the most powerful thing out there when she's wearing the mantle. Um, so the first task is basically like you have to get this magic flower from the center of the magic lake like that's a race. at the center yeah. of the magic town. And Talia and Rowan team up um, to take down Gareth and he's like taken by surprise. So he gets like, you know, taken down or whatever. And then the Blackmores are like, what the fuck? That's cheating. Like, what mm. is this? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and the Blackmore matriarch, Grandma Blackmore, rolls on up. Forget her name. I called her Grandma in every one of my notes. Uh, <laughs> but before we get into what she says, Rachel, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Grandma Blackmore has a widow's peak. How, How did that she? make you feel? I didn't know that, <laughs> frankly. I'm How fine. does that make you feel now finding that out? <laughs> I still stand that I have a widow's peak. Not really, but Rachel, I didn't notice that. Rachel spent like a week in the middle of the like pandemic trying to convince everyone that she had a widow's peak. <laughs> I had one. Maybe I don't now, but I, I did. No, you don't, Rachel. Admit we just it. have light baby hairs. We have very Admit light it. baby hair. In the shape of a widow's peak. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, anyway. So grandma had a widow's peak. <laughs> okay. Who cares? She's a bitch. Grandma B is accurate. Okay, so then they all go celebrate in spooky <laughs> Abermont. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I thought you were gonna say. You called her. Wait, in the wait. spooky Abermont forest. What? You're skipping over a cat reference. <laughs> so fake, basically, fake Grandma news. B is like yelling at her and accusing of her, accusing her of like being whatever. And then Emmy is like, "How dare you question me?" And the magic hissed and sparked inside me like a cat at peak aggression. Oh my god! So the magic's inside her is going. Like a mean cat reference. It's mean. 
<laughs> it's been a little <sighs> bitey today. <laughs> um, I also want to point out um, that Talia keeps flinging Emmy semi-feral smiles. So, okay, it's another cat, mm, but dogs too. Yeah, but like, I guess. I mean, normally, yes. It's just that I got overwhelming dog vibes from this book, like zero cat at all, personally. So now they're going to go celebrate in the Abramov's spooky woods. And it kind of sucks that the Harlows, like, don't have any lands like this at all. Like, they don't have, like, a cool orchard or a Camelot or, like, a yeah. It's yet another way that they're robbed. They don't have an estate. <laughs> and basically, they're all, like, walking over. And there's this really nice, like, spread of, like, food. It looks really good. Ooh. And literally, they're all independently, like, oh, my God, is it, like, it's, like, Persephone food. Like, we should – maybe shouldn't eat it because it's, like, cursed or whatever. And it turns out, like – Talia like makes a joke about that but then she's like they're like well where'd you actually get it from like is it whatever and she's like I don't know my cousin went to Whole Foods and like this is what she came back with (laughs) (laughs) that's my cousin like she's the one who got it picks it up (laughs) it does was hilarious so delicious though there's like braided bread and like like cheese I was like oh damn I'm surprised yeah and the grapes I'm surprised that Whole Foods in Illinois can sell alcohol but maybe that's just because like where we're from is like the one place you normally can't and like now you can but like but it has to be in like a separate part of the store well sure but it's like always it's always gonna be like it's on aisle yeah there has to be like seating too like a dining area in texas it's like literally gas stations like crazy anyway (laughs) hard pass on the spooky woods but yes to the bonfire and excellent food Mm -hmm. um and Lyndon and rowan leave ostensibly because they're like we're plant people and we don't like the spooky woods but it's definitely because they're trying to like set talia and emmy up like Mm -hmm. Lyndon's like Mm -hmm. we make nudge nudge Mm -hmm. Then they have their first kiss, and it's cute. There's also, like, spooky trees that are haunted. Yeah. <laughs> the spooky trees all come. <laughs> so bad the for the trees. The spooky trees, they make out, and then the ghosts surround them because they're just, like, canonically horny and, like, oh like watching people. <laughs> well, like, why are the ghosts evil? Like, it's so weird. That, they're like, not evil. Well, they're, they're just, are. like, otherworldly. Like, sure, but they'll, like, be mean to, like, living things. It doesn't make sense. It seems rude. I don't think so. They like distort you. If they no, if they haunt you, they like they like they like mangle you. Like they like fuck you up. They fuck up the trees. Well, yeah. You don't yeah. want to be haunted. Well, because it's, it's like rude. unnatural or whatever. Well, then why? Uh, are they but doing I would it? like to say that Talia summons a spirit that she like is her like her friend or whatever, and the spirit leans into her hand like a cat. Okay, I will say. So I wrote, like, right after this, I wrote down, like, I forgot about dog Jasper. Where's he been? Does a missing <laughs> does a missing dog raise the cat scale? So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I will also say that Talia taking Emmy, like, deeper into the spooky woods to, like, show her ghosts is actually, like, you wouldn't think it's a good flirting technique. But I would argue that it actually is a great flirting technique because – trauma bonding oh for sure yeah like best way to immediately develop a connection it's true i think the next thing is that she has like the heart to heart with Lyndon. so they go hang out in the orchards like they used to and we find out that gareth like i don't know stalking stalking light like Lyndon blocked him on everything and yet he still was like trying to track her down and like following her around town to like try to get her back which they start using the word the insult jag bag which is like jerk off and and douche bag (laughs) Um, and then Lyndon's like starts crying. Like this is when they have their heart to heart about like Lyndon feeling like 
she was left behind and like how Emmy just like disappeared on her. She's like, sometimes I don't, I think you don't care whether we're like, yeah. we're still friends. And Emmy in the back of her mind is like, that's exactly Ooh, what I, she thought that, yeah. I know what I, I thought we were on the same page about that. And then she's like, how could I have thought that when Lyndon Thorne was such an essential part of me, the two of us braided into each other like trees grafted together when they were only saplings. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> the is so soft. And I also, I just like around them, I just, they're in Lyndon's family's sunflower seeds and the sunflowers sing like acapella versions of emo songs. So I'm just imagining like they're having their heart to heart and in the background, the sunflowers are like, when I was a young boy, what? my father took Wait, me why? to the city. Why? They sing acapella versions of emo songs. Oh, Okay. Okay. Of like early two thousands emo songs. That's what it is. Or are they saying <laughs> like, the, you thought the sunflowers were singing it? Oh no, wait, the sunflowers are singing. The sunflowers oh. are charmed to sing acapella versions of emo songs. Well, that's a terrible emo song. Such an yeah. Out this whole. Well, tonight will be the night that I will fall for you. Oh my god! Me. Stop it! Stop it! I can't right now. Stop it! Just I can't. So irritating. Just the whole scene. That's what it is. I would tear them right up. Anyway, um, there's also one that like plays chess against you, right? That she used to play chess against. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So Linda. So they have the heart to heart, and they're like, you know, they like renew their friendship or whatever. But I, I, I did realize this uh, that Lyndon was like, um, Lyndon's like essentially warning Emmy about like she's like don't mess with Talia's feelings because like we learned earlier like Talia has like a secret heartbreak like she just like got out of a really like like bad breakup before Gareth yeah yeah and she's she, and Lin, yeah Lyndon's basically just like don't like Talia is gonna like fall hard and fast and like you're leaving like you're still saying that you're leaving like don't fuck with her feelings you don't fall hard and fast and just the way she's describing Emmy Emmy is like like the typical emotionally unavailable toxic man you know she's like you don't like by the time people like develop feelings like you're like like you don't know and then like when when they develop feelings like you leave no see i found that very no that's not how it's that that's not at all how she said it and i felt like this was very relatable she's like when she's like it takes you longer to develop feelings and when people get there before you it makes you feel guilty and that's why you leave which i totally like can see like you feel yeah. guilty. You're like, I'm, I don't feel the same as they feel. I shouldn't be like – you know, I feel like the typical like toxic man is to like ride that out and like take advantage of the fact that they like mm-hmm. like you more than you like that, you know? So I feel like I – mean, I mean, I don't think there's anything inherently – you're not inherently emotionally unavailable or like toxic just because you don't like get infatuated with people. In fact, no, I would say it's not healthy necessarily. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I was just like looking at it as like she holds people at arm's length. Maybe it's a reach. Yeah. I didn't think about it too deeply. <laughs> So um, after that, I just want to point out Emmy lights a candle like with her magic. She basically like uses her magic officially for the first time. Mm-hmm. And she's just internally, she's like, wow, I'm happier than I've been in years. And I'm like, how strange. <laughs> Maybe you should consider what this means. And she's like, I will not. Talia, Emmy, and Lyndon um, are reading about the history of the gauntlet, like to try to see if they can get any like ideas of what the next task will be. And right, it's presented right, right. as something that like takes a long time for them to do. Except this is oh, this is only the sixth one, not the seventh one. I said it like it's. I was like, so they're you're only reading five. Like it only happens every fifty years. Like Illinois, like has not had white people for that long. Like, like how much exactly do you have to read? Like how long it's is like this? How much really? they wrote? Yeah, that's true. There's it's only like, like so five many, of yeah. them. 
yeah, and three tasks and three yeah. people reading. Like how long yeah. is this supposed to take? <laughs> and there wasn't – there isn't basically like an overarching theme except that like speed is important. And one of the things like they had to do one time was like diving into salted caramel quicksand, which is like horrifying. And like so – the Arbiter has, like, enhanced senses. Like, does it let her, like, save people if they're going to die? Because I feel like you I would don't... definitely <laughs> die diving into salted caramel quicksand. Like, what the fuck? That, that is what they were warning us about when they, they presented quicksand as, like, a much bigger danger. Yeah. <laughs> it's even more dangerous if it's salty. Yeah. I also want to bring this up. So they keep, like – they keep – like swearing on their witch's soul like when they're like they want to like say that they're serious about something they're like i swear on my witch's soul Hmm. and i would like to know like what is the difference between a witch's soul and a human soul and how does like edward cullen factor into this you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm i can imagine that there's like a secondary part be like a bonus soul i don't know you have two? Yeah, like yeah, what's the two. difference? Like two. does Hopefully do which souls not to get, get to go to heaven? Like do, like what's up? You know, it's like bonus heaven. It lets you like travel back and forth maybe. Mm. Right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We have ghosts. Yeah, anyway. I was like, do you think like Edward Cullen's jealous? He's like, they're supernatural creatures and they get souls, but I don't. <laughs> oh my God. Well, he probably would just wouldn't believe it, you know? Well, okay. No, it's interesting that you brought up the Mormon – some of the Mormon aspects of Twilight because <laughs> – maybe I should wait to bring this up, but, like, their fucking ancestor is basically witch Joseph Smith in a way. But we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. That's it's true. The Harlow ancestor. Yeah. Um, also, uh, so Lyndon, like, leaves. She's like, oh, I got a blast. I like to point out that she has a vegan leather purse. Mm-hmm. And I know this because she's, like, a nature witch TM. But, like – Vegan leather, listener, in case you want to know, like, vegan leather is the greatest scam, like, ego scam capitalism has ever pulled in terms of, like, trying to brand something as, like, ego-friendly. Oh, yes. Like, 100%. Like, vegan leather is just plastic. I need you all to understand this. It's just yeah. plastic. It is okay. so much worse for the environment. What I will say, or is anyone, is, is anyone branding it as, I, I feel like, Yes. The environment yeah. is not the major reason most people no, buy vegan like leather. No, it's like marketed as like, oh, like you care about animals, you care about the environment. We blah, care blah, about blah, animals, blah. full stop. I understand. No, but it's also like like eco – like it's marketed as eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. That's like part of the – Yeah. No, it's totally – And it's not. And also like, again, if you really want to be eco-friendly and if you really want to be like good for the animals too, just just like thrift. Sure, but that will run out at some point. Like that's not a – you can't – everyone can't just constantly thrift leather products I for know, the end of time. The, the, it's never going to run out. I, I, I don't like – like, I, I don't like green leather. It's just also like terrible usually. It's just like poor quality, like horrible for everything. Anyway, friends, the, don't be scammed by vegan leather. Yeah, so then she leaves and then Talia yawns, quote, with the languor of a rousing cat. <laughs> <laughs> I told you she's constantly coming to a cat. <laughs> So they go get coffee, and Emmy is like, "Oh, do, do they have like good coffee here?" Me, 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 me. And like, she's just being really pretentious about it, and she gets rightfully called out. Um, and then Emmy's like, "I'm the kind of friend. I'm the kind of like fiend who can drink coffee this late in the afternoon." And I'm like, "I just never understood that. <laughs> I know that's a thing, and I know like the general health advice is like, don't drink coffee past like noon or whatever." Like. 
X amount of hours before you go to sleep. But yeah. like, I, I regularly like will drink like a fucking cold brew and then take a nap immediately afterward. Like, Wait, but you don't... does not does not affect my ability to sleep. Well, you also like won't drink coffee like on the weekends. I guess you're just also not addicted to it. Well, you just like don't drink it. No, I'm not addicted to caffeine. Well, how can you not be if you don't drink it that regularly? I just – it's never – it's never affected my ability to sleep. Like it's definitely – there's definitely been times like – especially when I first started drinking cold brew, like I was like I can feel like I feel the caffeine buzz. But I could always still immediately take a nap if I (laughs) – like my ability to fall asleep is unparalleled. I'm jealous. I my ability to fall asleep is definitely not unparalleled, but it's also not really. Yeah, the caffeine thing does not really. Yeah, like, it's like not yeah. affected. Oh, I have a chair in my office that I recently found out is a recliner. <gasps> oh yeah, nice. oh yeah, we are cooking with oil, Hell baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you're cooking, Frankie. Frank. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, totally separate. Um. I just I just came to the point in which I wrote this in my notes about the magical spouses things. So we discussed like what happens if like two witches from different families combine. Okay. Say one family, one person's a normie, one person's a witch. The normie, they get married, the normie gets powers. What happens if they divorce? Yeah, I was wondering that too. Like are you just like locked and loaded? Do they get to keep it? I would assume you get to keep it. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. It seemed fair enough. To that. Pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Someone write fan fiction of this that's like marriage of convenience. Like one person just wants magic. The other person, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, like whatever. how does it work? It doesn't really it seems like if they can do that, they could just give everyone magic. So why are they being so like Well, it is at, at one point it is talking about how there are that there are definitely like dormant witches like throughout the United States. Like okay. I, it's like a okay. throwaway line somewhere. It's a throwaway line. It's about like, oh yeah, we always like figure there's probably witches elsewhere. We've never like bothered to find that. It's it's it gives very like twilight like we must be the first ones ever. Although they do like recognize the possibility, but they're not like curious at all. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, well, they can't go leave to explore them, Rachel. They'll lose their magic. The Thistle Grove dependency, which spoiler alert, was completely voluntary is so fucking stupid. It makes me so angry. It's yeah, such a like, cold move. It's such a like cult like why why Baba are you Yaga me? would be so ashamed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um oh we also just this we kind of this isn't really like part of it but like Talia Talia's family like still I guess all, all the families like they live in like a big house together and Emmy this is another thing about Emmy she's like oh I can't imagine like I need my own bare apartment in Chicago to myself. Like <laughs> Talia's like yeah but also we could we're basically just like we can play impoverished British royalty. Like we all, it's big. We have like our own space or whatever. It's just like we can all just like hang out. I'm like, wow, it's great. Yeah. The dream. She's like, don't worry. The house is so big. I have plenty of privacy. Yeah. Wink, Talia wink, nudge, nudge. is basically like so different from like you're given this like view of her as like goth, less like feeling, like not as like you would think. I don't know. I just, you would just like assume that that's like you're more independent or whatever. But then she's like the complete opposite. She's like such a like soft soft yeah, girl i don't know what the word is she's she's, like, she's a toasted marshmallow but it's not even like she's pretending to be anything else except in her like aesthetic and like macabre no. references like she's so like yeah. her values are like so more in line with my like and versus emmy is just like stupid like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> emmy yeah. needs some therapy and a good old self-confidence boost yeah 
Um, but they go on their first real date. They go get sushi. And basically Talia is like, yeah, I like won't ever leave Thistle Grove because like I don't – like my, your magic like weakens basically as soon as you start leaving mm-hmm. and then it eventually disappears. And Emmy eternally is like, oh, I feel sorry for her that like she can't explore the world. And I'm like, again, magic. <laughs> no, magic. I do. No, So I much do. cooler. No, no, no. This is the one thing I'm with Emmy on. Like her reasons for wanting to go back to Chicago are whack. Like she's like, I just really want to go to my office job every day and have that be the primary part of my day. And I'm like, girl, like what? But the idea of never being able to even travel, like you can't even go on vacation. No, but they can. See any? You, but she won't. Can't. Talia but won't. That's what I'm saying. Talia takes the extreme view and the right. way her character changes by the end. She's like, yeah, right, maybe right. I can leave a little bit. But like Emmy's dad leaves and gets like rare books. Emmy's grandma goes like it's implied that oh, other true. people go on vacation. Her grandma is like constantly traveling. No. Well, then what are you why, – why are you roasting Emmy for like feeling bad for Talia about not leaving? Because, I don't know, just the way, like, it's phrased in her head, like, it's like, oh, like, she's choosing magic. And I'm like, it's what? magic. Maybe. I don't know. This, maybe I was just, like, so, like, I was like, just like, Emmy, I just, like, don't understand why you're giving up magic. I just don't yeah, understand. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like, like, what does the magic do for them on a day-to-day basis? Like, it's know. just fucking cool. I guess. The superiority complex of would you really magic. Never. Yeah, but you can't, like, do anything. I don't know. Would you really never want to leave one no, square mile. Leave. Yeah, I know you can. I know, I know, but that's not what. But Talia isn't. So that's what Emmy's like pitying, not pitying her for, but like judging her for. I guess I don't know. Anyway, they go back. They make out. They take shots. They say Nazdravia, which is like yeah, Nazdravia. Um, I guess that's how you say it. cheers in Russian too. Um, Jasper the Schnauzer loves Talia when he usually only loves Emmy, which increases the dog sign. scale, as it were. Talia quote prowled around the perimeter of the room like a cat pacing out new territory. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and I would just like to say that Emmy is staying in her parents' guest house, which pro- I'm assuming is like not that big. So does Jasper have to watch them make out this whole time? Like no, it's a guest kind house. Of so it has multiple rooms. Uh, <laughs> seems a little insensitive. All right, <laughs> like she Jasper, protect his Jasper's virtue. <laughs> Jasper, um, he's not watching. But yeah, oh, they have sexy well. tattoo time. Where basically, like Emmy explains all of her tattoos. We get more about like, Emmy's backstory. She's like, she basically Emmy used to have like long blonde, like dirty blonde, like witch hair. Like it was like down to her butt or whatever. It was, like, all it was, like, colors, super yeah. sick. And she has since like cut it to her like to like an asymmetrical bob and like dyed it black and she's like i'm establishing who i am without magic and i'm like that is literally like the lamest shit i've ever heard i was like that is the dumbest fucking reason like can i just say (laughs) i just it it literally it just does not compute for me how people dye their hair all the time like how do you have the patience for that i just don't understand that it takes so long and like for your roots not to show, especially if you're blonde dyeing it dark, it's gonna look right. like you're balding. And it takes hours. I know. That's, as someone, as someone who very briefly went dark, like yeah. it looks like you're balding very it's quickly. Just so <laughs> insane to me that people do that. Like I, it's wild. It's like you you take like an entire Saturday every two weeks. It's the same way of people who like clean their whole houses. I'm like, how do you do? You just like devote your entire weekend to that. Like I don't understand. I mean, more power to you. No, I mean, that's great. Like, I'm not like – I mean, whatever. It's like awesome. Do what you want. But it's just like – it just seems like such – I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it just seems like such a 
intense and like I feel like people think of it as the same as like oh getting your nails done or like I don't know like I don't even know what else like putting on makeup or something but it just seems like so much more intense but even like getting your nails done on a regular basis I'm like how do you like people who do it like once a week you get like a new set yeah I guess that's like nice at least I mean it's not the same thing for me but I'm just like man like no, it's like self – it's like you're getting someone else's – Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? I guess like if I was – if you were going to like a hair appointment and having someone else do it for you, like could be maybe like a little relaxing kind of. I just don't understand how you do it yourself. So yeah, they're like making out or whatever. We have a moment in which Talia says her name for the first time and it was like a very oh, historical yeah. romance moment. That. Like because she's been calling her Harlow this whole time. I, I feel like it doesn't even need to be – I get what you're saying because they say like miss whatever. But like – I don't even think it needs to be that because I feel like you really underestimate the number of times that people say your name in every day-to-day life, I feel like. In this specific context, though, it's because she's been calling her Harlow the whole time. I understand. I'm saying I'm saying we didn't even need that for this to be plausible. Like You could have this trope in a much more – I feel like it, what I'm saying is this is an underutilized trope. We okay. could have this much more than we have it. It doesn't need to be that they've been calling them something else. It could just be that they Fair really enough. never even said it. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they make up her mom. Her mom comes because she sees her light on. Her like mom comes over to like with like tea to chat. She's knocking at the door and she doesn't open the door for her mom. And I understand like why. And then, like, I know. It's like, and then she doesn't even go see her mom after. It's like we hear her her slippers shuffling away back to the house. That broke my heart. <laughs> I was so sad. I mean, thankfully, I like, she, I mean, like, you are she has a, a chat with her yeah. mom the next morning, like in the yeah. morning. But yeah, like Talia leaves, and I was like, Emmy, go talk to your mom. <sighs> I know, it was so sad. <laughs> so then her and her mom have a heart to heart, and Emmy finds out that her mom knew about Gareth the whole time. And she was like, oh, you do? Her mom was like, yeah. yeah fucking mom. It's like, like other people obviously. have like can perceive things the same way that I can. <laughs> she was like, you literally would not stop talking about him that summer. And then you stopped talking about him and were sad. Like, of course. <laughs> like, what do you forever. mean? Like, what? And also we find out that like the reason she hasn't seen her parents in five years, like, it's not only just because she hasn't gone back to the town, but, like, they haven't visited her. That's what and, I was like, thinking. first you hear that and you're like, oh, why the fuck wouldn't they visit her? But then you find out that Emmy, like, basically made it clear in all but, like, explicit terms that, like, she didn't want them visiting her. Oh. So I was like, Emmy. Oh, I missed that. No, yeah. I was like, oh, you you bitch. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh. But she's constantly having these moments. She's like, wow. Like, throughout the book, she's like, wow, like. My actions had consequences that affected other people. <gasps> Who could have believed it? But I mean, like, I understand, like, you make a decision when you're 18 and you don't think about it. And then you're just, like, living in it for so long that, like. It also seems like, at least from Emmy's perspective, and I don't know if she's, like, an unreliable narrator on this. But it seems like her parent, her family that she grew up in was not very, like, affectionate, really. In this, you no, know. they weren't very, like, emotionally vulnerable with each other. Even like physical physical affection or anything. Yeah, I mean, she says that at the beginning. She's yeah. like, "We're just not the that British. kind of family. Yeah. We keep which it. So, we keep it like close to ourselves." Yeah, which is so interesting because it's funny because like, all the things that she said were like familiar about her house. Gave me the vibe of like a very like mm, like facially cozy, but like not actually cozy. You know what I mean? Like the kind of furniture that looks like it should be comfortable, mm. but like isn't, and everything's like stiff and like just the opposite of like what I would think of as like 
mm-hmm. what I grew up with, you know, like what's comfortable, what's like homey. It is just interesting though how like they have that dynamic, but like also their vibe is like books and like cozy drinks and like candles and like things that you would think right. would like go along with like a mm, close family. No, no. But then like Talia, like the family's exterior vibe is like spooky yeah. and dark and yeah. ghosts, but like they're really close and like See, that's the thing, like candles and like formal drinks. I don't know how to describe it. That does not give me cozy vibe. So she's also like this whole time she's like, it's almost like I missed. I miss I like I miss Talia almost. She also goes – so then she goes to talk to her nana who, quote, has the social calendar of a Bridgerton debutante. Yes. That's how I knew it had to be post-pandemic because oh. – not because – I mean, she could have read the Bridgerton books, but I didn't, just didn't think a reference like that would have made it without the Bridgerton That's true. show. She would have said, like, Regency debutante. Yes. She wouldn't Historical have said debut- yeah. 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 Or maybe she would have, but, like, it I don't know, probably would have, wouldn't have been as, like, widely applicable. Like, not as many people yeah. would have gotten it. And – she tells she's like telling her this was like very this was I, this is where we really got the town aesthetic like full on. She's like I told her about how I'd taken to going on long midday walks to take advantage of the fall weather. The sunshine so pure it almost felt medicinal like taking a book and a hot chocolate to the lake like I used yeah. to and I was like oh I'd love to go to Thistle Grove. Yeah. So it's the second task. Woohoo, they have to ba- battle various plant monsters. Like one of them is made out of apples and one of them is pumpkins and one of them is sunflowers. And oh no, Gareth Gareth gets it. Um mm-hmm. the, the the only thing that I like really have to note about this is that like the way that the sunflower monster, who is the one that I think has to fight Rowan, the way that it's like she's described in like a weirdly like sexy way like I don't, it's like her flowing like <laughs> leafy hair and she's like has like curvy like I just remember being like like the other two monsters are just like big you know things made out of like these specific plants but like I was like why is the sunflower like what does this mean <laughs> why is the sunflower one sexy I don't understand <laughs> and it was a, yet another yet another monster's Versus aliens callback for me. Oh God, <laughs> need to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, we have to watch oh that God. movie. I can't believe you've never seen it. <laughs> I have it. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. It's a beautiful story about found family and friendship <laughs> and loving yourself <laughs> and aliens. Oh my God. Okay, so after Gareth wins a second task, they're like, "Let's invite the elders in on the scheme." Mm-hmm. Which I was like, why didn't you do this from the beginning? <laughs> like these people clearly all know way like more cheating. magic than you. Yeah. Well, none of them think they're cheating. <laughs> all of them are like, I mean, it's technically fine. Um, but basically all of them are like useless. And then Emmy has a heart to heart with her grandmother where her grandmother is basically like, hey, again, once again, please consider whether you're actually happy in Chicago and maybe analyze why you cut your hair and left she gets psychoanalyzed and like read to filth by her grandmother which like I really enjoy I just feel like this like the second half of this book was just one like scene after the other of like Emmy like being roasted and psychoanalyzed by people who are like "Mm, think about it think about your life think about your choices all right so now it's time for the seance with the cool heirloom and we see Talia's room it's like cool and witchy. And then for some reason, Emmy's like, oh, and there's this awesome mirror that like obviously isn't part of Talia's chosen decor. I don't know why. Like she's like she could never have picked out something this cool. 
No, because I think the way it's described is like Talia's room. It's like it's cool, but it's not like it's not the like dark, spooky, like whatever, like goth girl oh, vibe. I thought it was. That, okay. No, that Emmy was expecting. She was like, oh, it's like not goth girl, but like this mirror is like mm. the spooky goth girl vibe. And so like it stands out. Mm-hmm. And the mirror is basically like a, a spooky magic mirror. And they talk to her ancestor that helped found the town. And she's great. She's also a sexy goth witch. I would let this woman eat my heart any day, um, I think. No, thank you. What? That's fucking weird. I hate her. I hate the way that the all the ghosts in this are like total assholes, like sort of for no reason. Like we're not supposed to totally hate them, but they can also like fuck you up for no reason. But like you're their ancestors. So, like why are you being a bitch? Like I don't know. I just don't she like really it. She really wasn't. She was just No, being, I know. Like, but they're, they're, they're like scared of her. Like they're like wary of her. Like she definitely could like – I don't know. Talia isn't. She gets oh, <laughs> the Avramov scion every year on their birthday gets like a happy birthday <laughs> message from the ancestor. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's why the lady's She's like, like, why, it can't be why your are you summoning already? me now? It is not even your birthday. <laughs> yeah. Which is so weird. Like, why? I just think that's, that's so cute. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the Dread Lady, yeah, the Dread Lady is basically like, hello. First of all, she's like, oh, you're a Harlow. We would have been nothing without Elias. And they're both like, huh? Without the note taker? What does that mean? File that away. And then also the Dread Lady is basically, she looks into the future and she's just like, teamwork, babes. And this is when, yeah, so she's described as looking a lot like Talia. And I'm like, I just feel like if you look like your ancestor from like 200 plus years ago, like that, you don't get that without some serious inbreeding in this fucking town. You know what I was going to use as a counter example and then I realized that it wasn't actually a can- counter example. It was like what? a support of your what? <laughs> what? Um, I think it's Princess Eugenie. Mm-hmm. She's like the ginger one. She looks like exactly like Queen Victoria did as like as as like young Queen Victoria and I was like well that's her like great great grandma and then I was like well, no, the British royal family is super inbred, so <laughs> that checks out. Yep. Oh, something cool about the mirror is that um, Emmy can tell that the Dread Lady is speaking a different language. Why are we calling her the Dread Lady? That's such an obnoxious. What's her actual name? I'm going to call her I don't that. Know, I didn't write disres- it down. Out of disrespect, <laughs> so I'm going to call her that. Um, she can tell that she's speaking not English, but she's like, the bespelled mirror has a babel fish effect. I thought it was oh, a yeah. babel fish, but it's from yeah, Hitchhikers, um, which is fun. Well, Talia is like, oh, it's going to rain. Um, and Emmy is like, it's already raining by the lake. And she like knows how the weather is in the whole town. And they're like, that's weird, but like she just she feels it. Um, and then they have some sexy times, and it's great. They make each other come many, many times. It's pretty closed door though, overall, I would say. And we finally get an answer on why Talia doesn't have any tattoos. Um, it's because <laughs> she wants to be quote an ink virgin because she's saving herself for that extra special person to like get matching tattoos with. <laughs> I was like, that's the cutest and dumbest fucking thing. And I'm like, <laughs> roast her for it. And I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, like, I understand they're roasting, but it's also really fucking cute. <laughs> I, yeah, what if the person you end up with doesn't want to get tattoos? Like, what? But also, I did actually, en- I did enjoy just the overall thing in this book of like the person without tattoos being the one getting asked, like, why don't you have any, you know? Instead, I feel like yeah. no one ever – it's always like, oh, why did you get that tattoo? Like, why did you get that tattoo, you know? Yeah. It, it's never, like, the opposite. 
you're never going to meet someone and they're going to be like, why don't you have any tattoos? Why? Lose why? Me. Why? Hey, Rachel, why don't you have any hey. tattoos? Prove that I don't. Well, <laughs> that'd be my answer. <laughs> why, like, you, we still need to get our matching sibling I know. Tattoos. I know. <laughs> well, Allison, I want to be an ink virgin. <laughs> Yeah, you get matching tattoos with us. <laughs> yeah, let's do Me it. Me and Stefan, the love let's. of the loves of your life. <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> Hi, Stefan. Um, okay, okay, okay. We also learn about Talia's ex, Jessica, who's been like alluded to by several characters, by like Lyndon, by Talia, by like random people as like we just know it's a dramatic relationship, like broke her heart, whatever. And it turns out that Jessica came to town to work in the evil Blackmore Camelot fair which like already red flag number one um and like i guess you are allowed to tell outsiders like i I have no idea how that works with the glamour like can you just like remove it at will for people you know like maybe if you tell them explicitly it it sticks i don't know but um talia tells her and like but jessica basically likes to travel she's a globe trotter like hashtag sun salute and basically, she doesn't want to stay in a small town with someone she's known for max, like, three months. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not ready to condemn Jessica. And I think Talia has been very unreasonable her. in refusing to even travel. Because it seems like Jessica would be happy to stay in the town and travel, just like everyone else in the town. Yeah. You but know? also, like, it's not like she couldn't – like, she could leave. Again, you can travel right. without your partner. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> you well, don't have to travel. Maybe she didn't want to like ever have a home base. Like she just wanted to travel like constantly. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Which, you know, fair. I mean, it's not fair, but it's like but. obviously that's not going to work. But also like Jess knew about magic. Oh, right. <laughs> she knew yeah, about magic is- and chose to that's leave. That's true. That's true. I did I did think about that as I was reading and then I forgot. But yeah, no, that's whack. I take it back. Jessica's I just like, like if idiot. I found out – yeah, if I found out my partner, yeah. like and if I like marry it. my partner and I get magical powers – Maybe maybe that was like Al- – this would be an Alistair move and honestly, he wouldn't necessarily be wrong. Maybe like you can know about magic but until you Who actually like – the Alistair? The ancestor, the, the scribe, the Harlow guy. Oh, Elias. Us. But maybe you don't find out that you get magic too until like you actually seal the deal Yeah. so, so that people don't like – Maybe. I know but use, still like magic. You know, like – Magic exists. From a selfish perspective, me as a normie who doesn't know that I'll be able to do magic, <laughs> what am I getting out of this deal – Maybe. I don't know. She was also very judgy of Talia's family and how, like, close they were. Yeah, that's true. No, Jessica sucks. But then basically Talia's like, where are we? What's the status of our relationship? And Emmy's like, you always knew there was an expiration date. And Talia was like, you're a coward, basically. And then they get in a fight. And then Emmy says something, like, about Talia's family. She's like, their emphasis on individual freedom above all else, which seems like the opposite. It seems like the best of both worlds, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. like emotionally there for the, each other, supportive, but also like each very much individuals. Like that sounds like yeah. a very healthy dynamic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then Talia's like, well, maybe you could like – Emmy's like, I love my job. And Talia's like, well, maybe you could like rem- like work remotely. And Emmy's like, that's not how a real job works. And I just want to slap her. I'm like, get out of here, girl. Like what, what year are you living in? Dumb, dumb. And Talia's like, well, a lot of what you can do, you can do at home. And I was like, good, call her out, Talia. Like, get out of here. You don't need to be what, in a fucking office. Like, Talia's, <laughs> Talia's like, you have been doing – like, Emmy's technically on sabbatical, but she's been, like, checking in on email. Like, we get, like, scenes where I she's know. like, yeah, I did a little bit of work this morning. I know. And Talia's like, I've literally, like, sat next to you as you did work. <laughs> like, what? 
See, I've met people that are older that are brainwashed like that, but have you met, ever met anyone like our age who's brainwashed like that? Because I have, and it's just like a wild experience. Like you're yeah. Gen Z or millennial and you got used to, like a young millennial and you somehow still think that you need to be in a fucking office to do almost any, to do like almost yeah. any white collar job. Like what, what, are we living in the same planet? If you're if you do your job on the computer, there's like very little reason you need to actually be in the office. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Like that's it. That's the distinction. Right. And the people who are like, oh, I just want to be there for the culture and meet people. Like that's that's I disagree with with that argument, but like that's at least like an opinion you can have. But if you're like, no, I literally couldn't do my job. Like what what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. No. That's yeah. So anyway, they fight. They. Paris Falls. Paris Falls. They fight Paris Falls. It's a Twilight no, reference, FYI. Um, <laughs> if you listen to our episode, and also on New Romeo Moon. And Juliet, theoretically, but yeah. <laughs> it was twice. Stephanie Meyer wrote it first, and Shakespeare just plagiarized her. He is jack of all trades, master of none, derogatory, as it were. So. And Stephanie Meyer is a master of one, and oh, that one God. is vampire romance. Yes. Basically, they, like, break up. And then Emmy goes out to hang with London and eat Chinese food. And she's like, I should have known better than to self-soothe with so much MSG. Which, like, get out of here. What is this, like, racist MSG slander in 2021 whenever this book came out? No. Good people, MSG is not – there's nothing wrong with it. It's salt. You're, it, no, there's nothing special. There's nothing – Yeah. So, like, Emmy tells her everything. And Linden is basically like, well, like, you you could <laughs> – work from home like that would be very easy for you to do and emmy is basically <laughs> emmy eventually gets to the point where she very grudgingly is like i guess <laughs> like, <laughs> like everything talia said was pretty reasonable yeah like are you sure she's not right and then there <laughs> so time for the third task and it's at camelot the third task is magic jeopardy yeah, yeah basically but like physical like stuff and I thought it was funny that, like, Gareth, I forget what he says, but he, like, gets mad slash accuses Talia of, like, cheating, quote unquote, which I thought was pretty iron- ironic considering he was the one that cheated on. <laughs> like, <basically. laughs> like, really? Really? This is how I'm we're like, going to play huh. it, Gareth? Mm, Birds of feather like flock now. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Suck on that. Yeah. So, anyway, Gareth is, like, about to win, but Talia and Rowan are, like, not on my watch. Bitch. And at some point before this, they figured out that, like, because mm-hmm. Thorn and Abramoff magics are, like, the complete opposite, like, life and death, basically, they're like, well, if we, you know, shoot our magic at each other, it can create a bubble of antimatter or something. <laughs> yeah, like a dark magic like, black hole. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. came out of left field. I was like, is this interstellar? Yeah. <laughs> and... Yeah, and basically, like, it blocks all his spells. Like, he can't – right, and they do this. And then, like, basically – I forget what happens, but, like, somehow he gets out of it and, like, accidentally, like, shatters it into Talia. Oh, well, no, no. So what it is, yeah, so they're shooting it, and it's, like, really hard. It's, like, taking a lot of their magic. And then Talia's, like, Rowan, like, go get the, right. like, the the prize right. because, like, you're the only one that doesn't have one. Like, I've already had right. one. So, like, Rowan gets it, and then because she, it's, like, weakened – Gareth like like punches a hole in it and like sends like a shard of antimatter <laughs> sends a super massive black hole if you will punts it like a twilight vampire and it like hits yeah. Talia and in the chest 
Okay. Yeah. And can I say, like, I don't know. I this is I like I guess the the problem is that the fact that he does it like after the challenge is already over. So it's right. Kind of, right. Like, he's already hitting lost. it, and he's it's, just it's mad. A, it's okay. like a temper tantrum. That's okay. what he's he's yeah. doing it. Yeah. But yeah. I still think. I mean, like, you created literally a black. Like, how is that not dangerous? I feel like that was definitely no. It definitely risk. is. Like, they definitely shouldn't have done it. But well, that's what I was just thinking because I forget. I forgot until I looked at my notes that he did it after he already lost. That was, yeah, that so was the he, thing I Yeah, I wrote, away, like, yeah. He, he throws a pissy magic bomb. Yeah, yeah. And fills Talia with ghosts. But also, shouldn't, yeah, what the fuck? Like, I, it's so weird. Shouldn't they have known that, like, it would cause a tie? Like, why have Lyndon do it instead of Talia, you know? I know, like, it just like, seems fair. like poor planning. Yeah, but that they knew they would have to do a tiebreaker, right? Like, what did they think was going to yeah, happen? Yeah, I don't co- know. They're all like co-leaders or something. Like, they're I don't noble. Understand. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So Talia gets filled with ghosts. <laughs> she just gets possessed. I'm saying, like, what? And they're like coming in more and more. So they they suck. Like they don't care about like hurting people on this side. Like I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I think it's just more like they want to come over. You know what it is? It's like it's like a it's like um like a thunderstorm moving from a high pressure area to a low pressure like oh it can't yeah, help it. Like it they it just gets sucked in like it's not the hurricane's fault it's just like how it works you this know? is not giving me a lot of confidence for like being dead in this world you know what i mean because they all hate it like I, I just feel like if i was but they they can go beyond hmm. there's definitely like an afterlife that doesn't involve potentially getting sucked into like you know, a mo- young millennial girl's body <laughs> because yikes. she created a black hole. Yikes. But she, so the mom, so like the Avramovs all have to like band together to like, you know, get the ghosts out of her. But I, what I thought was funny was that like her mom comes up and like, Emmy's like, oh my God, like, like, is she going to like go insane or whatever? And um, the mom is like, well, actually, like the very first thing that we teach the Avramov, which is is how to like resist a ghost <laughs> possession. <laughs> so she has the training. <laughs> oh my god! Why aren't the ghosts more chill? Like, why are they so mean? I don't know. Like, it's like a hurricane, um, Rachel. They can't help it. They're yeah, just getting yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. the vacuum. Anyway. The like antimatter vacuum is like sucking them through, and like they're just hanging out, like playing chess in the ghost world, and like they suddenly just get sucked up in the yeah, sky. I know. Like, it's I, not I their get fault. It. I get it. <laughs> anyway, so. While they're all dealing with this, Blackmore grandma comes over and she's like, well, the show must go on. Tick tock. And they're all like, what the fuck, lady? Like, like, what's her face? Talia's going to die. And she's like, well, it's in the rules. And then like. It has to start Emmy immediately. It's like the magic compels me. Yeah. Like she's right. It does. But the grandma does. Like everyone rightfully is like, what the fuck? Like, right. What is wrong with you? Right. So obviously, the, so the Abramovs like wouldn't have a champion basically because they need every single one of them to like save Talia to to do the seance yeah. or whatever. So Emmy steps in and she's like, "It's it's gonna be May," and then she, <laughs> she gives a loophole. Yeah, because like because basically like one of no one from any of the competing families can like fill in as like a substitute for another one but emmy's like technically i'm not competing <laughs> so she fills in and she like competes for talia and delilah <laughs> our girl delilah finally gets to be the arbiter she finally I gets know. her due at this point i was like why can't they just make multiple and like why can't they all have and wear cool mantles all of the time? Like, why? Yeah. That just seems like, and especially because we later learn like the reason for the Harlow's lack of power. Like, that just would seem fair. 
seems fair to me. Yeah. Like, why? Well, it's you know what, Rachel, it would it would cause a massive drug problem among the Harlows because it's explicitly <laughs> compared to taking heroin. Like uh, it doesn't it's make explicitly you... compared but, to heroin. Okay, I see. Emmy, I really doubt that Emmy has ever tried heroin, much like Stephanie Meyer. I doubt she knows like what exactly she's talking about. But <laughs> yes, I don't know. But Emmy's grandma has definitely tried heroin. The tiebreaker is like a scavenger hunt. It's a scavenger hunt, yeah. So she bops around and Emmy knows everything about the town. So she's like bopping around everywhere. You basically have to find something that like belonged to each each of the like founders and then you get the last clue like in the lake. Then she goes to get the thing in the lake and it's at the bottom of the lake, but the lake is super cold because this is Illinois yeah. like in October. <laughs> but, but the Harlow power comes in handy. Because she's like, well, I don't have the magic to make the whole lake the correct temperature, but I can make myself, because I am mostly water, I guess, the correct temperature. <laughs> no, it's not that she's mostly water. What are you talking about? No, she just bewitches it so that any water that touches her. So it's just like oh, a very thin yeah. layer. And she misses like a spot on her shoulder bones, like her armpit, but like it's fine, I guess. She survives. Yeah, she's just going to get frostbite there. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. NBD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she jumps in and I was like, wow, full circle. Like love that, love that like – Use for it. Yeah. She planted that at the beginning and you were like, oh, that's cool, but like not important. And then like guess what? She wins because of it. Which is back. So she gets it. Which means Italia is like the head witch now. And then this is when the dad takes off his Scooby-Doo villain mask. Oh, thank God. I mean, not really, like, but really. Like, like really. Fuck so him. it turns. Okay. So this is when we remember we were saying how like the Harlow's was like magical Joseph Smith, witch Smith. That's because apparently what's Alistair Har- Harlow found the town first. And because he could like sense it all the way from Florida or whatever, and he came up there and found it. And basically, from it's like Florida? this crazy. I don't. He came from Florida. He came from far away. I don't know Georgia somewhere. And basically, <laughs> it was like a super strong font of magic that like other people couldn't use. It needed a filter, and like he was a great filter because like his kind of magic. And we never find out like what other powers they actually would have had, but. So that's how the other three families were able to come find it. They like sense it. He made it so that they could sense it. And then he also like him being there made it so that they could actually use it. But basically he refines the raw magic. It basically uses up so much of their bandwidth that they don't really have any power left to do whatever they want. Like they're basically just like a giant like server running it for everyone else. And that's why they're so weak. Just so fucking lame. But also why – but and only – and you would think like, okay, well, Emmy can be the one with the town thing. That means that like all of them can – no. It's literally just like the elder, like the one Harlow, like quote unquote elder who gets to do the – who gets to like do the one with the town thing. So so they keep it a secret from everyone except for the elder because Alistair Asshat was like, Elias. Oh, well, Elias. I don't, I don't care. He sucks. <laughs> He is Asshole. a liar. A liar. Elias. Elias. I will call him a liar. He's like, well, <laughs> we don't want to give anyone any incentives to stay in the town. So like you don't find out until you already made the decision to stay. Which <laughs> this is another reason. This is another reason the dad's like a huge villain. Because he basically tricked Emmy into coming back and getting saddled with this and screwed over Delilah, which again, justice for Delilah. Like she's the oldest. Yeah. She but is also Emmy, Emmy is like, dude. 
like Emmy is rightfully like that is the stupid. She's like that is this is the stupidest fucking thing I've just ever the heard. not telling. Yeah, she's like what what the fuck? She wouldn't have needed to be guilted to come back. She's literally like if I had known this. <laughs> I wouldn't, I never would have left. I would never have been so self-conscious. But that's what I'm saying about the the measurement changing instead of like realizing that you don't need to measure up to this arbitrary standard. You yeah, know but I mean? she was already like before that, she was like basically 99% there. And listener, you might be wondering, this seems like a really raw deal for the fucking Harlow's and also all, all these other families that now can no longer use their magic outside of this like one square mile fucking town. Why don't they just leave and go elsewhere from whence they came? And the answer is that they are now have now fundamentally changed their like magical chemistry, body chemistry, and they are now dependent. Speaking of the aforementioned heroin, which begs the question: Why not just give them magical mantles? Because they're already all like hamstring and addicted at this point. Like, it's so stupid. Like all of these people could do magic outside of this town. Like historically, like we know that they could all do magic. Like, what does it just make them more powerful? You know what it is? It's the same thing as the wand lobby in fucking Harry Potter. Like all it's the same. Yeah, the wand lobby because in Harry Potter, like right ladies and gents like all those people can do magic without wands but then like they get wands to like start learning spells or like training and it's because the fucking wand lobby wants them to be dependent on wands this is the same thing elias harlow is actually a representative of the wand lobby <laughs> but yeah. instead of wands it's late yeah. it's a link and you know what it also reminds me of um like in twilight edward's power versus um aro in the Volturi. so like edward can hear everyone's thoughts but like only what they're thinking at the time but like from a distance whereas ro can touch you but like hear all of your thoughts like that you've ever had in your life yeah and i ask you listener which power would you rather have because i feel like the choice that the witches in this book made was to trade edwards for ro's which i don't think most people anyone in their right mind would choose and they did that not just for themselves but for all of their descendants like maybe they didn't know maybe they all didn't know that it would like weaken them and make it impossible to leave but you know who definitely did know elias for sure. You just know it. Like he's just a t- he's just that level of an asshole. He just like he Joseph he's Smith everyone. He trolled them all. He pulled a Brigham Young and a Joseph Smith. He just like which I don't my- <laughs> he really did. Like can't believe we unlocked like a secret Mormon conspiracy in this town. <laughs> like, God. Speaking of the Twilight vampire. <laughs> uh, which my personal theory is that like Joseph Smith was like you know, whatever, like probably whack, but like he wasn't that bad. All the like really bad stuff I feel like comes from Brigham Young, the same way that like Paul in the Bible is the one who brings like the misogyny, the homophobia, literally all the self and all just like all the shit. The the castrados bring that in. Yes. (laughs) Women can't speak in the church. If you're not, listener, are you aware that the reason, you probably heard that like back in the day for opera, they used to like sometimes castrate little boys so that they would continue having high voices because they didn't want women. The reason they couldn't have women singing was that Bible verse in one of Paul's books in the New Testament that's like women shouldn't speak in church, basically. Anyway. Um, Conspiracy unlocked. Elias yeah. Harlow, it's it's the Holy Trinity. Paul, Brigham Young, Elias Harlow, the holy trinity of gaslighting dickwads, <laughs> <laughs> like creating cults, basically. And I really, yeah, Emmy is like absolutely not. Um, and the fact that she can just do that so easily, like she can tell anyone she wants. There's no like magic keeping her. Just like her dad can literally. Her dad could have like, told her this whole time. 
Her dad really just seems like he's totally just sucked. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So she, Emmy immediately goes and tells Delilah. Yeah. She's, she's like, like guess what know. I just found out. Yeah. Which just like, I mean, I'm glad she's like finally, you know, opening up and being more honest with her. But I just feel like choosing this fun fact to be the first thing you really share on a deep level, I feel like it's just rubbing it in. It's like, this is what you would have gotten if it had been you instead of me. <laughs> like suck it I just feel like this all comes back to the dad like breeding this like pseudo sibling rivalry and they're not siblings but like because then he really did no he did because uh Emmy is like okay well I want you to have like the job at the bookstore because you love it um and like like, inherit it basically inherit it yeah but and she's like I like I'll clear it with my dad first because like I know he really wants me to have it and I feel like uh, yeah obviously Delilah's not his daughter but like she is his niece, and it seems like they're all really close family and, like, basically sibling level, and he's just playing favorites for no reason. Like, no, yeah. No, Delilah is, like – Delilah is the one who is, like, who make around. sure you tell your dad right. that it's okay because he has been, like, explicitly saving this for this you. For you. Like, I do like that Delilah gets the bookshelf. Honestly, I feel like that's what Delilah, like, wants. You know what I mean? I feel like that's, like – Delilah, she'd be like, oh, the communion with the town would be cool, but, like, the books, like, the knowledge is what I really want. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Emmy decides to stay. They have another, like, sexy dance scene. And Talia's like, that's great. And then they get back together. And then Talia's also like, so maybe sometimes I'll go to Chicago for a few days. <laughs> And I was like, wow, compromise. And then Talia does, pulls like a Mean Girls moment, essentially. The end of Mean Girls where like Caddy, Katie, like breaks the crown and like passes it out to everybody. Like Talia is like, you know, like I won, but like I'm giving it to Emmy. And so like not mm-hmm. only does Emmy get the commune with the town, but she gets to be the head witch now. Which still, so she wins. it's just all not as good as like actually having cool powers, magical powers. <laughs> what she should have gotten is mantles for everyone. And like I guarantee you, they don't actually have to be mantles. They could just be like a bracelet, or like how Talia we didn't mention, but she has like her ruby that she wears to protect her, and it shattered. She has a garnet, yeah, a garnet, garnet, yeah. When she got hit with the ghosts, so like why if they can have that, why can't the Harlows have like a power ring, <laughs> like honestly, a power, like, just a little stud, just a, a tasteful little stud honestly, in their ear. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't even it doesn't even like it can just be a mantle. Like everyone walking around with sick cloaks, like yeah, great. But they don't leave this town. Summer. Right, but they don't leave this town. And it's it's, it's heavy a magic convenient. It's a magic cloak, Rachel. You can install air conditioning. Why into- doesn't everyone just get to choose whatever they want? And you can wear your loser mantle. <laughs> and no, I can wear my- look sick. And you'll have some tacky costume jewelry. How about that? Fine. Whatever. <laughs> like a loser i'll like be walking around with my my cape flowing behind me <laughs> my god okay. yeah so emmy gets to be the head witch and everybody's happy and then instead of an epilogue so i wanted an epilogue where they were getting matching tattoos <laughs> oh right? i didn't even think of that yeah so what perfect. the heck they're getting matching yeah. in, in chicago like talia's come to chicago but instead yeah. <laughs> what did we get instead rachel <laughs> discussion question questions for discussion which i honestly have not seen since reading a book since like a high school a book in school where it's like questions for kids like how do you like and it was like what do you think about which power would you rather have which family like what do you think were they too harsh on garrett like i don't know i just (laughs) 
Wait, did you listen to all of them? Because I yeah. like clicked out. Oh. I listened. Well, I, I just like, I don't know. I wasn't, I saw, I was like, I kept it going. I was waiting for you to show up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, w- I should have saved some of them to ask you. <laughs> Can someone from the editorial team please like email me? We read it one night at gmail.com. Let me know. <laughs> Let me know the thought process behind this because I've never seen this in a piece of genre fiction. I've you know never seen There are not this. enough Balkan authors in schools these days, in my personal opinion. So I think are there any? Are there any? No. <laughs> <laughs> we always – there are infinitely – if Lana Harper gets added, that will be infinitely many more than there currently are. So. <laughs> Should we put discussion questions? Should we put discussion questions for our podcast? <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So first discussion question. <laughs> Who do you think is more obnoxious, me or Allison? Rachel or Allison? What do you think their motivations are for talking about Twilight so much? <laughs> Why do you think Mormonism factors so heavily into this podcast, are, despite clear, the fact yeah. that we are not Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> all right. The cat scale. You thought this had dog energy, but... Did I change your mind with all of my cat quotes? I mean, like, technically, but that's still not going to change my vibes as I was reading it, you know? I just, like, the Talia was a cat. She was a black, she was like a Maine Coon, like a black Maine Coon, 100%. No, I think that's, like, what she would have been if she was what she was on face value, but she's completely not like that. I feel like she's a total, not the cat. She's a cuddly black Maine Coon. No, I don't think she's a cat. I think people put her in the cat box, but she's not really a cat. I think she's a cat. I think you're unfairly slandering cats. I'm not. It's not slander. I'm just saying the vibes. Like, you know me. I cuddle a cat, hands down. Semi feral <laughs> smile. <laughs> Semi feral. <laughs> okay. Cat scale. Do you have a? Do you have your your yeah. number? Yeah. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one, one five. eight, six point five for the cat scale. Rachel, where can they find us? No, Allison, where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at We Read It One Night. On Twitter at We Read It Podcast. You can buy our merch on Redbubble. It's linked below. It's pretty sick. I got my sticker today. I just got to slap it on my water bottle yeah, as well it. as my hat that you can spot on our Instagram. Woo-hoo. And also, you can leave us a rating and review. Do it right now. Five stars right now. Just click it. It's so easy. It's one click. It's there. It's right there. It's so it's so satisfying. Like you get to fill up those stars. Like those stars are empty, and now you get to fill them all up. Like it's like coloring. It's like an adult coloring book. Just five stars right now. Also, if you're feeling jazzy, write a review. And <laughs> uh, in your review, you can um, I don't know. Tell a us discussion question. <laughs> <laughs> Answer to one of the discussion questions. <laughs> Also, email us at we read it one night, we read it one night at gmail.com and um, send us your listener suggestions. Godspeed, comrades. Godspeed. Godspeed.